Hi, this is Allie Adler, one of the writers for Chuck, and you're listening to Chuck versus the Podcast. Hi, my name is Graham Jones, but you can call me Gray. This is my show. It's about Chuck. It's filled with interviews, the latest news, crazy co-hosts, and spoilers that'll make your day. Oh, wait, wait, I need to go back. I host these TV nights. They used to be pretty boring, but everything changed when I found NBC's new show, Chuck. Pretty soon, my TV night got pretty crowded. Guys I didn't even know were showing up the door. Big, important guys. Really scary, nasty, get killed for hosting them guys. Next thing I know, these super episodes are downloaded into my brain, which means every moment of my life, I'm thinking about Chuck. ChuckTV.net sent their top people to protect me. That's Mel and Liz. They're pretty zany. They co-host with me now as a cover. So now I must welcome you to Chuck vs. the Podcast, the first and only podcast for NBC's Chuck. This is Mel. And this is Liz. Welcome to Chuck vs. the Podcast, episode 16. Gray is still busy working his fingers to the bone on a project, so Liz and I are continuing with hosting duties on our own this week. We have a lot of news and episode discussion to cover, so we want to get on with those. For those wanting to rewatch season one, check out the WB.com for the first season episodes of Chuck available to stream free, free of charge. Episodes rotate periodically, but at any given time, you should be able to watch four episodes. Very cool. And speaking of the WB, they have a thread in their forum where you can go submit a question to Josh Schwartz about any of his shows, including Chuck. You do have to register, but of course, it's just a forum, so it's free. It's easy. They haven't posted a deadline for asking questions, but we assume the sooner you get over there, the better. Um, you don't want them to close it down before you get to ask your all-important questions. So head on over to the WB.com to watch episodes from Season 1 and submit a question that Josh Schwartz might answer. In other project news, it's been announced that Zachary Levi will star in Alvin and the Chipmunks' The Squeakwool, <laughs> which begins filming the, later this spring. I didn't know if I'd be able to actually get that out. but <laughs> It's going to be challenging for everybody to say The Squeakwool. The Squeakwool. Yes. And in other news, Adam and Zach will be at Star Fury in Birmingham, England. Uh, it's a convention that is headlining Summer Glau from Firefly and Terminator Sericana Chronicles. And there are several other people that will be attending that as well. Several other very interesting guests. And that will be April 24th through the 26th of this year. You can find more info at www.seanharry.com slash T1. That's the name of this particular convention put on by Star Fury, T1 for Terminator. And if you do get a chance to go to that, I know we've got some of our UK Chucksters who are planning to go. And we would sure love to have a report from you on that. We are recording this podcast prior to March 1st, but it will be released after March 1st. So our next podcast, we should have reports for you from WonderCon with Josh Schwartz, Chris Fedak, Zachary Levi, Ivan Strahovski, and Josh Gomez. So we'll have, we'll have more convention news in our next podcast. And if you guys attend, um, take pictures and send them on in to us. We'd, we'd love to see them. Yeah, we would. Of course, all the fans would. We'll post them at checktv.net for you. And include them in the enhanced AAC version of the podcast. So, so I guess we can get on to discussing the last two episodes. Yeah, we had some really good ones. I mean, maybe the best two of the series. Back to back, I think. I agree. Starting with uh, Chuck versus the Suburbs. I just absolutely loved this episode. I liked the way it looked. It looked 
really nice. I loved the uh, subdivision that they moved into. <laughs> I wanted that house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think so far this season, this is my favorite episode. It's a one-two with me. It was my favorite until I saw Check versus the Best Friend, and now I can't decide. True. It was so good. It just fired on all cylinders for me. I just enjoyed every part of it. It was it was hilarious. It was poignant. It was actually pretty scary. You know, that where, where Chuck was bargaining for Sarah's freedom, that scared me. I was a little worried there for a minute. And then we got that really cool Raiders of the Lost Ark visual reference. I totally missed that. Oh, my gosh. As soon as that started, I was like, no way. Are they really? They are. I loved that. It was so, it, but it was, it wasn't forced, you know, so many times in other shows when they want to do that kind of pop culture reference or geek reference, it feels forced. But this series, they never have to reach for it. It's, it always just fits perfectly within the context of the episode. And this was no exception. It could have been really cheesy, but instead it was really practically a turning point in the relationship between Chuck and Sarah that he was saving her and he was protecting her. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I, I like how they did that. She looked so vulnerable, didn't she? She did. And that's, I think, what scared me the most. Yes. Agent Walker, who's always always knows what to do, is tied up and doesn't know what to do. and Helpless, right. Yeah. Yeah, it was very good. Jenny McCarthy did a fantastic job as a really nasty, nasty woman. <laughs> she did. Oh. <laughs> always a delight to see Jenny on the screen. Mm-hmm. She was a, an interesting counterpoint to Sarah's version of, you know, the, the suburban housewife. You know, you had Jenny's character, Sylvia, who was so harsh and cynical and jaded. And then here's Sarah, who practically, I mean, she glowed yes. in every scene and was so sweet. And so I just, I loved her in this role. Yeah. And I think she enjoyed being the housewife, playing the housewife and, and having a a pseudo, but a, a pseudo normal life. I had compared her to Martha Stewart in my notes, but really it was more like June Cleaver. It was. <laughs> yes. She, she did it well. I mean, with a smile and everything. It was so sweet. So sweet. Good morning, Chuck. I'm fixing you breakfast. And the look on his face. What? Yeah. There were some, just some really sweet moments between the two of them. But of course that led to this being Chuck and Sarah getting their relationship um, seemed to be in a good place and moving forward and they were getting a taste of what it would be like to be a normal couple. And then of course they get back to real life after, um, you know, the dark intersect has been downloaded. Ful Fulcrum's version of intersect has been downloaded into Chuck's brain and they're debriefed and general Beckman tells Sarah he's now even more valuable. And she immediately switches back into agent mode and, you know, she just shuts him down. After this, this really nice few days they've spent together, she has to shut him down again. And in her mind, she has to do it because she can't. We've talked before about the fact that Sarah compartmentalizes. And I think now that she's been around Chuck so much, the compartments are starting to want to overlap and combine. And she just can't figure out how to let that happen Yeah, in a way that's going to work for her. I think that's why we say, see such abrupt changes from her is because she she puts that wall right back up because she doesn't know how how to let it be any other way. Yeah, you're right about that. She, you know, it's hot and cold with her and and it it almost hurts when when you see that change. It almost it almost it's so jarring and you feel so sorry for her and of course for Chuck because I mean, he sort of understands, I think, but he doesn't really understand, you know, just rejection after rejection from her. And, yeah. We're trying to follow her, you know. <laughs> True. 
trying, just trying to keep up. <laughs> right. So yes, a really, really good episode. I, I loved every bit of it. A lot of the discussion about the episode focused on Chuck and Sarah. Of course, it was kind of designed to be that way because they were pretending to be married. But aside from that relationship, there were some big things that happened here. We discovered that Fulcrum still doesn't know that Chuck is the intersect. Yeah, that threw me. Yeah. They, you know, Sylvia and whatever Andy Richter's character's name was, realized that there's something in his, about his brain that allows him to download the information and not die. So yay, Chuck. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, the good, the, he's the, uh, the ideal test subject. But of course now all of those people are dead or, or have gone crazy. We're not entirely sure what happened to all of them, but the people who knew that Chuck was capable of being an intersect are no longer viable. So Fulcrum still doesn't know. But then we also found out that Fulcrum is very close to having their own functioning intersect. Apparently a person like Chuck was all they needed. They had the technology. They just need the right person. We also ended the episode with Chuck now having all of the Fulcrum intersect data in his brain. Right. So is this a setup for this season finale or for season three? I don't know. Interesting. He's, as General Beckman said, he is now doubly valuable. Yeah. He has both. I'm confused on the two intersects because I don't understand what the difference. The information contained within each one is what's different at this point. Because the original intersect that Bryce sent to Chuck has uh, the information encoded from the CIA and NSA files. And what he got from Fulcrum was the information that Fulcrum has. So when Chuck flashes, how do we know where he's getting it from or does it even matter? You know, I don't know. I don't know that it does matter. Um, It seemed like we had some visual cues in that the original intersect information is uh, comes to him in in whiter colors, more Mm -hmm. whites and, and grays and tans, where the Fulcrum information seemed to be more reds. You know, I don't know if they're actually going to address that or if we're just supposed, as viewers, just supposed to recognize it from the different visual cues. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, I'm sure we'll find out more. I think it's going to be a huge part of the rest of the season. Um, this isn't the spoiler section, so I can't openly speculate, but I think that this is setting us up for the latter half of the season and it's it's going to be a big deal. Yeah. Well, we could take it right into Chuck versus the best friend, which we already started talking about. And actually, this was supposed to have aired in front of Chuck versus the suburbs. They they flipped him because Chuck versus the suburbs had a Valentine theme sort of at the beginning. And so they wanted to air it on uh, February 16th, you know, to make that mesh a little bit better. So um, Chuck versus the best friend was originally to have aired the week before, but some some president decided he needed to communicate with the country. <sighs> I mean, who is this guy thinking he needs to talk to us and get our, our yeah, feedback? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so got he, important things here on Chuck. <laughs> got important things. <laughs> so so Chuck versus the best friend was preempted, and they, they moved it to after Chuck versus the suburbs. And there was a lot of speculation about how is that going to work with the through line, mm-hmm. especially with the Chuck and Sarah relationship. How is that going to work when you when you have these two flipped like that? And, you know, I don't know what kind of – Editing they may have done once they they found out it was going to be flipped like that. But to me, it worked. It was seamless. Mm-hmm. I thought it fit well. I thought they even referenced back to versus the suburbs where um, at the very end, Chuck is talking to Ellie about him and Sarah sort of 
honestly. And he tells Ellie that he and Sarah are never going to be like Ellie and, and awesome, that this is as good as it gets, that they're only ever going to be boyfriend and girlfriend. And then in Best Friend at the end, we have Morgan gleeful that he and Anna are back together telling Chuck, look, we both have girlfriends. This is as good as it gets. Yeah. So it seemed to me like it was a direct reference back, but you know, it could have worked vice versa too. I thought that was a really neat kind of callback to tie the two together. Well, it was done well. There were many things I liked about this episode. I I just kept writing note after note after note, (laughs) almost every scene. The thing that hit me the most, and I'm sure that, you know, most of the fans are out there going, you know, okay, um, knock, knock, Liz, where have you been for two seasons? But, you know, these things take a while to catch up with me. Sarah's evolution since she's met Chuck. She's having to try and fit all this together, these different aspects of her, Agent Sarah and the person, Sarah. I don't know. I was just reflecting on how if she had not met Chuck ever, there wouldn't be this conflict. She'd still just be, she'd just be Agent Walker. Oh, right. She would, because she was recruited at such a young age. And of course, her history with her dad, it seems like now she's actually having to find out who she, Sarah, as a person is. Yeah. Agent Walker was her cover completely. It wasn't just that she was an agent. It was she was just hiding from life. She was hiding from everything. It just seemed like it to me. And Chuck is making her come out of that. Wow, Liz, that's deep. It is deep. I totally get it. (laughs) I do. I'm now sitting here. My mind's a little bit blown. It's a whole new way to look at her. I mean, we've kind of touched on it. But, you know, I think you're right. If she hadn't met Chuck, she wouldn't have had to really feel. Mm -hmm. And now she's got, and it's not just, you know, a relationship, a romantic relationship. It's best friends, you know, her telling Anna, you know, I've always considered you, you know, a very good friend of mine or however she said it, you know, which took Anna by surprise because who would know, right? Yeah. And and that was part of Agent Walker's cover as Chuck's girlfriend, really. But I wonder if we're not going to see that develop. I hope we do. Yeah. Although I would have expected it more with Ellie and Sarah than with Anna and Sarah. But it's pleasant that it's Anna and Sarah. I kind of like that. Yeah, I do. And I think that we are to assume that she and Ellie are spending more time off screen than we actually know. Um, Every now and then there's a reference to Ellie referencing something about Sarah that sounds like she at least thinks she knows her pretty well. Yeah. spent some time with her. So And I think as we go forward in the season, we're going to see more of Ellie's um, interaction with and feelings about Sarah as we get going here. I'm sure. But yeah, this episode was all about relationships, wasn't it? It was. um, It was. It was a little bit Chuck and Sarah, but a lot Chuck and Morgan, Mm -hmm. which was nice to see our bromance again. Yeah. (laughs) And we actually got some Chuck and Casey, you know, Casey's not as Semper Fi. Mm-hmm. He actually, this is the second time because he did it in suburbs too, where he actually showed Chuck some respect. Yeah. And, you know, we forgot to mention in the suburbs discussion that I don't know if it was an improv, but oh my gosh, like when they were prepping Chuck to go seduce Sylvia and Casey sprays him with the cologne. Yes. And sprays him <laughs> down there. What are you spraying me for down there? Oh, my gosh. I laughed so hard. I think I missed the next scene. That was so 
funny. But <laughs> the look on Casey's face as he look he's he's looking over at Sarah when he does it and he's just got this devilish look on his face. That was so perfect. <laughs> but it also as a viewer, it seemed to me that Casey was loosening up a little bit with Chuck. Mm-hmm. I think we saw that some more in, in Best Friend where he actually, you know, he gave him credit for not wanting to leave a man behind, although he then did say, you know, orders before honor. Yeah. But that scene where the nerd herder blows up and they both think Chuck was in it. Yeah. And oh my gosh, the pain on Sarah's face. I was ready to cry too. I was too. And I was pretty sure Chuck wasn't in the card. I was ready to cry. Just from her reaction. Otherwise they wouldn't be able to call it Chuck anymore. Exactly. But, but with her, you, you expected it because we know now she's not without feelings. But Casey, the look on his face and his reaction to it, that was what really touched me more because I thought, wow, you know, here's a guy. He's so military. He's so hardcore military. And to see him actually be concerned about Chuck, of all people. And talk about walls. Yeah. I think Sarah's got walls. This guy. Yeah. You saw some raw emotion just in that quick moment. You saw raw emotion on those two characters that was uh, played well, very, very well. It was great. I loved it. I loved seeing that they both have feelings for Chuck, you know, whether friendship or romantic, they they both care about him. And that was great. I, I just loved that. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it too. And then we also saw, you know, we saw Chuck rescuing Morgan again and Morgan not pleased with it at first because he didn't understand. And then later on, the balance of the relationship is is somewhat restored. Mm-hmm. Um, I do hope Morgan continues to try to grow up. <laughs> but we also saw Jeff and Lester's friendship on display. Mm-hmm. And that was unexpectedly sweet. Yeah, it was. When Jeff went to bat for Lester and for Lester's dream. Mm-hmm. It's too bad that that ended in us having to hear their version of Africa. Yeah. But... <laughs> Yeah, that hurt. That hurt. <laughs> I tell you, I I am not a music person, but even I knew that was that was off key. <laughs> but you know what? Today I had to listen to Africa. I had to get I had to get some Toto. It was stuck in my head. I had to get it exercised. I loved that song. Yeah. Notice I say loved. Yes. <laughs> <Past tense. laughs> well, that's what happens. But was- I liked the reference to the Legend of Zelda. <laughs> yes. I'm a Zelda geek. I'm a confessed Zelda geek. So that was kind of a special moment for me. We saw very startling uh, in this friendship episode. Beckman has a friend. Mm-hmm. General Beckman has a friend and her name is Condoleezza Rice. Yeah. And yeah. You go out for Cosmos. So there's an image for you. Yeah. That was a startlingly real and human moment for Beckman. Mm-hmm. But enjoyable. I liked finding that out about her. Yeah. She's, um, she's another one that's just, you know, she's kind of a one-dimensional character there. You, know? yeah. you don't get to see her other than on that uh, flat screen, and she's just giving out orders, and that's it. So has the team, have they all been together in one room? I can't remember. Uh, her and Walker and Casey. I don't think so. So that would be kind of cool if they all, you know, there would be a season ender. Mm. somehow get them all together. I don't know. Maybe. I'm sure we'll discuss something about that in the spoiler section. So yes, it was, it was really cool to get to see something non-military with, with Beckman, something from her personal life. Mm -hmm. And then we also of course saw awesome and Ellie's 
relationship highlighted a little bit more. We got lots of Ellie this time, comparative, relatively speaking, which is fantastic. I love Ellie. I do too. And awesome. But I just really like, I really like Ellie. We need more Ellie. I liked how they ended with Anna and Morgan, though. So cute. It was cute. (laughs) They're sweet. I'm glad they're back together. Yeah, I am too. Oh, the fight scene in the car. Oh, yow. That was cool. Okay, that looked like it hurt a whole lot more than the one with Nicole Richie. Yvonne Strahovski said in in an interview or at one of the conventions that she actually got a real bloody nose on accident from one of her co-stars. And I I have to wonder if it was from that scene. Oh my gosh. Such a tight fit in there. And you know, it was it was a little bit hard to see what was going on because it was such a tight space, but I just loved it. It was it just looked really cool and it was something different. Yeah. Cuz normally we see him, you know, they're on a rooftop or a parking lot or somewhere where they can really move around and do those roundhouse kicks and flips and things and and this one they had to get really creative and I liked it. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. It was um, a fight to end all fights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's probably the most violent chick fight I've ever seen personally. Just me. Yeah. Same here. Now that you mention it, it was brutal. Someone got hurt during that. Yeah. I would, I would say so. <gasps> I think that wraps it up for episode discussions. Well, if you want more detailed, and I do mean detailed discussion about the episodes after each one airs, like within 10 minutes of the East Coast viewing, you should check out the checktv.net forum. There's no stone, no stone unturned on those oh, forums. Yeah. If there's anything to be said about any part of the episode, it gets said. Usually it's about Chuck and Sarah, but some of us are, you know, enjoy Chuck and Sarah, but they're not the main attraction. So we, we'd like to talk about other parts of it too. And they pick it apart too. Mm-hmm. Be prepared. Yeah, they they find things that I, you know, I, I actually go through as I'm setting up my notes for the podcast. I go through and, and reread some of the threads because um and, and make notes from there because there are things that, that people on the forums find that I'm like, oh, my gosh, I never thought of that. So I love it. It's it's a lot of fun. They have a lot of fun over there. You get so much more out of the episode, I think. Yeah, I think so. So speaking of um, comments from people that are not myself or Liz, let's move into the listener questions and comments. The first one we have is from Isaac from Marysville, Ohio, and he emails us and says, I was just wondering about where Fulcrum came from. I know it is an internal deep inside of the CIA, but where did the writers come up with the organization Fulcrum? I just recently watched the Get Smart movie, the old version. Then I realized that it might have come from the two organizations in that movie. There are the good people, or control, and then there are the bad guys, which are called chaos. I wanted to know where it came from. Thanks. Well, Isaac, I think it's a rule in the spy genre that you have to have an all-caps enemy to go with your all-caps good guys. So we have Fulcrum in all capital letters as the bad guys to go with the CIA and NSA, which, of course, are in all capital letters as the good guys. I think it's just a rule. Um, yeah, there you go. Yeah. I but seriously, I don't know if Fulcrum is an acronym or or what um as far as the organization itself. I think we're going to find out a lot more about its origins before the end of the season. So your question is is a rather prescient one I I think. Um we we might have the answer for you uh by the end of April after the season finale. Mhm. Yeah. So stay tuned. Mm. Be nice if you if you want to guess. Yeah. If you go have ahead. a theory Hey, send it our way. Yeah, that'd be cool. Our next 
email comes from Eric from Norway. How about that, huh? That's cool. Eric Hi, Eric. Norway. Hi, Eric. Okay. Eric says, hey, first of all, I wanted to let you know that I am a great fan of your podcast and, of course, of Chuck. I just found out about your podcast, and now I'm listening to it as often as I can. Since I do biathlon, I need to be psychologically prepared for a race, and then I use your podcast to cool down. That's awesome. Wow, a biathlete? I know. Eric from Norway. I'm impressed. Anyway, I was wondering if you knew how many seasons is planned for Chuck. Many greetings from Eric. Um, Well, thanks for the compliment, Eric. Wow. (laughs) We help someone keep physically fit. That's very cool. I think so. But there's no way to know how many seasons are planned for Chuck right now. Um, A lot depends on ratings. Would that be safe to say? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A lot depends on ratings. Um, So keep watching. That's all we can say. Spread the word around. Get your friends to watch. Get your team. If you're on a team, get them all to watch. And I know biathlon, it's usually personal best kind of thing, isn't it? I believe so. I've never raced in one, so, you know. Wear a shirt that says, watch Chuck. There you go. Or turn your buddies on to the fact that um, you might be doing well in these races because you are listening to Chuck. I mean, not to spoil your secret weapon here, but it's for the greater good. We know it's just because you like to hear our voices. But. Yeah. I guess we're soothing. We help him calm down, cool yes. down. We're yes. very soothing. Okay. That'll, that'll, that's right. Yes. Eric from Norway. Our next email comes from Tabitha from TabithaGraceSmith.com. She's an award-winning podcaster, and she emails us and says, I just stumbled across your podcast through iTunes searches, and I'm excited. Listening to episode 14 and loving it. Congrats for the great podcast. We'll probably mention you on Jost since a lot of Joss Sweden fans love that Adam Baldwin is in the cast. And we wanted to say thank you to Tabitha for the compliments. It, it means a lot. Coming from an award-winning podcaster, that's very, very cool. Yeah. And we are also big Joss Whedon fans. We're loving Dollhouse so far. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. And <laughs> that's a whole nope. other podcast. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> um, we'll call into your podcast. How's there that? we go. So we, uh, you know, we didn't really have a lot to say in response to this except yay Adam and yay Joss. So keep sending us your emails. We'd love to get them there. We just, I mean, we'll read as many as we can. Um, with each podcast as we can. When you email, mention the city and country where you're emailing from, and you're welcome to send in photos if you want to p- want them to appear in the podcast. If you ever, if you're with somebody, if somebody's with you, your aunt, your uncle, your best friend, make sure you get their permission to um, post these pictures on the podcast before you send that in. Or you can leave an audio comment or question on Mel's voicemail. You can call her at three one zero. Five nine four three seven five five, and leave your comment. We would love to hear from you, so be sure to get those sent in or or called in. So that's going to wrap up this part of the podcast, and we are going to get ready to move into our spoiler section. So if you would like to turn your iPod off, feel free to do so now. If you do that, we will talk to you next time. And don't forget to vote for us and leave comments at podcastalley.com and at iTunes. And be sure to mail us with your questions or call in and leave us a voicemail. We'll hope to hear from you soon. I want to give my uh, regular shout out to Vernon and the boys, and we'll talk with you later. Bye, guys.
Okay, here's our spoiler section of the podcast. Welcome all. We'll start out with the official synopsis for Chuck versus the Lethal Weapon, which is episode 2.16, and the air date is March 9, excuse me, provided that we don't get any other further interruptions. The synopsis for that is Chuck must deal with the threat of Fulcrum's own intersect and losing Sarah to Cole. Chuck and Sarah and Casey learn about a man called Perseus, who is behind Fulcrum's plans to build their own intersect. While Sarah and Casey are sent to find Perseus, Chuck and Agent Cole Barker, who is played by guest star Jonathan Cake, are forced to stay in a safety bunker. When the mission takes a dangerous turn, their orders to stay out of harm's way go out the window. Meanwhile, Morgan tries to convince Anna that moving in with him would be a bad idea. Wait a second. I know. I thought we'd seen some real growth here, Morgan. I know. And now he's trying to convince her. Oh, Morgan, Morgan, Morgan. He never learns. Now, what I want to know is how is Chuck possibly losing Sarah to Cole if Casey and Sarah are off on a mission and Cole and Chuck are in the bunker? I don't know. That probably has something to do with when the mission takes a dangerous turn, their orders to stay out of harm's way go out the window. Yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if they actually went out the window? <laughs> it's almost expected at this point, yeah. I think. <laughs> be a literal translation of that one. Yeah. <laughs> So this is part of the arc with the MI6 agent, Cole's um, guest star, Jonathan Cake, is on here for a couple of episodes. And this will be the second part of that little arc. So we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Stay Girl, tuned. The girl's like a man with a British accent. <laughs> True that. Just saying. So next up, we have season finale spoilers. Maybe. When we posted this, we put a note up that said that spoilers for the second half of the season have been pretty tightly locked down until now. And we just happened to get the scoop on the season finale. I don't know. Um, This information does come from a very reliable source and one that hasn't steered us wrong in the past. So I'm awfully suspicious about the timing. So take it with a grain of salt. We didn't reveal everything from our source because, well, we don't want, where's the fun in that? Right. And, also, we, we don't want to tick off anybody at NBC. So <laughs> so what we do have for the season finale, which will probably air on Monday, April 20th, depending on if there are other interruptions, cross your fingers. Fulcrum's plan to steal the intersect has not gone according to plan, and now the elders are pissed. Ted Rourke is in the hot seat. Ted, of course, is played by Chevy Chase. But he assures the elders that he has something else up his sleeve. Meanwhile, Ellie and Awesome's huge wedding is in danger of falling apart, but Chuck is determined to give his sister the wedding day of her dreams. Meanwhile, meanwhile, General Beckman is called into a meeting with several other generals and government brass to report on the fulcrum situation and the status of the new intersect. Her people have the situation under control, and Agent Walker will soon be on her way to her next assignment with a very familiar partner. Will everything go according to plan? Will Chuck finally get to live a normal life? And just who are these elders? Hmm. 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 If um, the information we've been given is accurate, this is the game changer, people. Oh, boy. This is going to be huge. And where's Arnold Vosloo and all this? I don't know. I ask myself, is he behind it? Is he out there sucking the life out of random people? No, you couldn't help yourself, could you? No, I couldn't. (laughs) I had to get my mummy reference in. (laughs) 
Well, I tell you, if they're going to leave, if they're out to leave us on a cliffhanger, they are looking like they are doing a great job of it. Mm-hmm. It could be, of course, this is depending on whether Chuck gets a third season, this could be a complete change of direction for season three, depending on how they play it out. Yeah. So um, it's, it's going to be exciting. It's going to have the Chuck and Sarah people up in an uproar. Maybe, maybe not. Well, okay. Yes, they will. They, they could be in an uproar, but it could be for good reasons or bad reasons. Mm -hmm. Either way, people will be talking about Chuck and Sarah. I mean, like they've ever stopped, but. (laughs) Yeah. But yes, who are the elders? I want to know. Me too. It's going to be a good one. Yep. So be sure to tune in for that. And of course, there will be lots and lots of promotion coming up for that episode as it gets closer to air. So we'll be bringing you more information as we move along. Yeah. Stay tuned to ChuckTV.net. And Chuck versus the podcast. Absolutely. So that'll wrap it for us this time. We want to thank you for listening to us. Uh, just yammer on. And of course, if you ever want to join us in yammering, be sure to send in your mails to mail at chuckpodcast.com or leave us a voicemail at 310-594-3755. We'll see you next time. All right, guys. Take care.